As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody, come on in. It is Saturday night at 9 o'clock Mountain, 11 o'clock Eastern. Come on in, like this video, let me know where you're watching from and share. Come on in, everybody, like this video, tell me where you're watching from and share it. 9 o'clock Mountain, 11 o'clock Eastern. What do we do on Saturday nights? I give you a preview of where we're going on uh, Sunday morning. We're going to do that through the end of July and then uh, change some things up. Come on in. Let me know where you're watching from and share whatever platform you're on. We also added some of the other social platforms tonight too: Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Twitter, all of that. Um, so you can also uh, view it there and make sure that you share. Naperville, Jacksonville, Tampa, ATL. Good to see you. Come on, y'all. Talk to me as you come in. South Carolina. Good to see you. Aurora. Good to see you. Aurora. Good to see you. All right. Come on. Let me know where you are watching from tonight. Listen, I pray that you've been enjoying <clears throat> the series. Hey, Decatur. That's ATL. I pray that you've been enjoying the series that we're in. How many of y'all have been enjoying this series that we've been in? Hey, Lakewood, Los Angeles, good to see you. Centennial, I'll see you over here on Facebook. The, enjoying this series that we've been in. Hey, Texas, um, called Summer Songs. We've been taking um, popular summer songs, songs that mention summer, deal with summer, and we've been extracting spiritual principles. And um, we started this series actually not with a song, but with a popular summer pastime, the summer cookout. And I began to show you how one cookout Changed a man named Saul's life forever for the better. And I began to teach you that God is going to use an unexpected situation to change your life for the better. Hey, Commerce City, Indiana, Aurora, let's go. God will use an unexpected situation to change your life for the better. I want you to pay attention um, to things in your life that you may think uh, are innocuous. What does that mean? It may seem like it really doesn't mean anything. It's really not a big deal. And God will literally use it to change the entire trajectory uh, of your life. Uh, I remember uh, just this just came to mind while I was mentioning that. And I was originally when I became an associate pastor uh, in ministry, I had actually uh, went somewhere and I went somewhere to go be supportive to someone else. And that created a connection that then uh, would become my ordination into the ministry. It was something that seemed uh, innocuous. It seemed <clears throat> unexpected and God used it. And so we started with the summer cookout because God's going to use something unexpected um, to do something amazing in your life. Can I get you to type this on the screen? Unexpected. I think about uh, in our journey, uh, Harvest Church, our journey. Um, and I remember, and I've told this story before about how uh, we got a call on a Friday morning telling us that that Sunday was going to be our last Sunday in a school. We had just got into that school. We're a new church. 
just got into that school and we got a call on Friday. They said, well, the principal did not know that there's going to be a church there. She doesn't want a church there. I could make it to where you cannot go in there on Sunday, but I'm going to give you this one more, this, uh, this last Sunday that was Easter Sunday. That particular Sunday, we, we had spent a bunch of money to promote it and get people there and all of that. Um, it was in uh, a school that's located, in, for those of you in Denver, called the Denver Tech Center. And, uh, and we got that call. I was driving past a facility and the Holy Ghost said, call that number. When I looked at it, it didn't even make sense. I couldn't, when I saw it from the outside, it did not even look possible that you could get a church in there, but it was possible. It was something unexpected. I need y'all to talk to me. I think about how I got on my fitness journey. How I got on my fitness journey. And literally, I had prayed and I said, God, I need a strategy. I had tried Slim Flash, Slim Slow, uh, um, uh, Protein Power, Dr. Atkins, um, uh, Susan Powder, you name it. I mean, everything. I tried it. And I literally said to the Lord, I need a strategy. And how did he answer? He answered in an unexpected way. It was during a 21-day Daniel fast. And at the, the very last day of that fast, I was laying down on my couch. My couch at that time faced my, or my love seat faced my television. I was laying down getting an after church nap. Let's pause for the cause. How many of y'all know that the best naps that you will take are some of those after church naps? Way back if you know something about that after church nap. That after church nap has a, a rejuvenation like never, uh, like nothing else. And so it was an after church nap. That night we, uh, we used to do what we call a dream team parties. Um, we used to do those in the evening, they were, and um, and so there was a dream team party. I watched this documentary. I was flipping through Netflix at the time, and I did not know what I wanted to watch. So I was just like, "Let me look at some about food," and you know, I just you know, I was like, "Let me see if I can find some tips or something on there." So I put it on there. I cannot even tell you what the documentary was. It's not on Netflix anymore. Uh, it's not on Netflix anymore. Pastor, Pastor Leon Lee says he knows about that at the church. Uh, I cannot even tell you what the documentary was. It's not on Netflix anymore. That one documentary changed my life. You got to hit me. From that one documentary back in 2013, I literally watched it and I was trying to go to sleep and take a church nap after church nap, but I could not take that after church nap. So what ended up happening? I watched this documentary and I'm like, this is crazy. Um, and, and, and it's none of the ones that are on there now. I, I literally have not um, seen it on there uh, since then because I've tried to find it. I've never been able to find it. And as I was there um, that night, now I had one more meal and I'm gonna keep it 100. I had one more meal. I went and got me the platter from one of my favorite restaurants that night. After that dream team party, it was a powerful night. I ate that meal at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock because that was the time that we were done. I ate that meal. And let me tell you something. That next day, I completely changed my health. I stopped eating after six. I did a whole webinar uh, about it that you can get in our online store if you want to figure out and learn how I did that. And that now, because I listen, I had to have that last meal. Now, I'm going to keep it 100. I got the plat. I said, now, if I'm going to go cold turkey, you better hit me. I'm going to have some more turkey before I go cold. Listen. So I did all of that. And listen, it was unexpected. And what I'm trying to tell you is that for many of you, you're going to find God, watch me, in the unexpected. I need you. You've already typed that word. But you're going to see something divine in something that looks almost like it's delayed. You're going to see something divine 
and something that doesn't look that important. <clears throat> You're going to see something divine that does not look like it's that big of a deal. And it was one cookout, y'all, that changed Saul's life. Literally, he was looking for his father's donkeys. And I need you to catch the significance of that. Had his father not lost the donkeys, he never ever would have went on this journey. Where is this at? This is in 1 Samuel chapter 9. Had his father not lost the donkeys, he never ever would have went on a journey. What was the journey? There were four different places that they went to locate the donkeys that his father lost. Now, think about this. Um, donkeys in the Hebrew culture were literally uh, a sign of the blessing, a sign of wealth, a sign of your strength, which means these donkeys would have not been left unprotected. Since they would not have been left unprotected, this means, everybody listen real careful right through here, this means that God had to have somebody act in a way where, it, uh, where they were trifling, where there was a dereliction of their duty, where they did not do what they were supposed to do. Because if the donkeys are not lost, then Kish, Saul's father, never ever sends him on a journey to find them. I need you to pay attention to that. I need you to recognize your steps, even some of the steps that do not make sense to you. I need you to just type this. My steps are ordered. Come on, everybody on preview. If you haven't shared this yet, I need you to share this. Every Saturday night, we're going to do this to the end of June. I'm giving you a preview of, uh, of or the end of July, excuse me. I'll be giving you a preview like I've been doing for several months now, a preview of the next day's uh, message. So Saturday night for Wednesday or for Sunday morning and then Tuesday night for, uh, for Wednesday night. Your steps are ordered and you're invited. Everybody's invited to Harvard Church in the morning at 9.15, 11.15 a.m. We'll, I'll give you that info in a moment. Let's go. Your steps are ordered. Even the steps that do not make sense to you are ordered. Even, everybody listen to me, even some of your bad relationships, those steps were ordered. Come on, y'all. Even some of your bad friendships, those steps were ordered. Ordered steps means that we have to follow the orders. And what's amazing about God is that God is so, so great. The scripture goes on to say that even if we have a misstep, he will enlarge the place under our foot, which means even if you are doing something you ought not do, God is so good to us. He is so kind. He is so merciful. He is so loving that he'll enlarge the place up under your foot so that he'll make it work for your good. Um, literally, I watched that documentary. That documentary changed my life, all right? Uh, and then in, in, what, three months, lost 75 pounds. Then I, I needed to kick it into high gear. Um, you want to know how I kicked it into high gear? Someone that was very close to me literally just disappeared, just disappeared. We were concerned. I didn't know what happened. It disappeared. Uh, that thing, uh, it hurt me deeply. And I literally, for a couple of days, I didn't, I, I did not sleep because I was so concerned. I was like, oh my God, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Um, that I, like a, like a son to me. Um, and, uh, and so I didn't know what happened, but I didn't sleep for a couple of days. And then it was a particular vitamin that then once that kicked in, oh, then it went to a whole nother level. So I went from 75, then I went to 95. Um, it was, it seemed like these things uh, were negative, but when your steps are ordered, all things work together for your good. Somebody said, should I have the midnight snack? No, I wouldn't do it. Drink some water with lemon 
and hook your water up. Whenever you need a midnight snack, hook your water up, all right? And there's no calories. Put some lemon in there, put some lime in there, you know, hook your water up, all right? All right, and it'll be good for you. I got mine sitting right over Well, you can't see it, it's right over there, all right? Um, your steps are ordered, even for things that seem like um, it's innocuous. It's not a big deal. So we're Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 9. For Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 9, um, his father's donkeys are lost. These things were been, would have been things you would have protected. So this, this, this means somebody had to not be on their job. Somebody had to not be doing what they were supposed to do. And I need for everybody to hear me. God sometimes will even order steps, watch me, of other people to do things that it seems like it's evil. But what does Genesis 50 and 20 say? Joseph told his brothers this, what you meant for evil, God has turned it for my good. So what God does is God says, I will use what does evil mean in the Bible? The word evil means contrary to. So if I'm going this way, you're coming this way, that's evil to me because you're contrary. That's what the word evil means in the scripture, contrary to. Now, when you understand this, um, even for people who think they're getting over on you, God is so into you. He's into the details. Psalm 37, 23. He's so into the details of your life that he will literally use who think they're getting over on you. He will use it for you. He will use people who think that they're trying to harm you. He will use it for your good. People who think that they're going to set you up, they do not recognize that they are literally being used by God. Everybody and everything is a piece that God gets to use in the game of chess that he plays with himself. Everybody and everything is a chess piece in the game of chess that God plays with himself. So he'll use somebody like he used Joseph's brothers. He'll use them to, to do you wrong. And you're like, this is crazy. Why did they do me like this? And God is like, well, Joe, if they don't betray you, if they don't sell you into slavery, you never make it to Potiphar's house. You never make it to Potiphar's house. You never get into the Pharaoh's prison. You never get into the Pharaoh's prison. You never meet the baker and the butler. You never meet the baker and the butler. Your name can't be brought up by somebody that has access to the Pharaoh. And these weren't generals. These were the people who served Pharaoh. I'll say it. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Serving will always set you up for something unexpected and amazing to happen in your life. You can never go wrong with serving, whether that's in a building or that's online. You can never go wrong with serving, all right? Listen, here we go. Let's go. Hey, hey, sir, good to see you. Um, so listen, in this, um, had that not happened to Joseph, he never makes it to become the prime minister of Egypt. Everybody listen, if this does not happen to Saul, where his father's donkeys are not lost, then he never ever goes on this journey. He goes to four places to find his father's donkeys, Minister Rory. And when he goes to these four places to find his father's donkeys, he literally gets to the end and they get to a place called Zuff. Now, Zuff is the fifth place. They're like, okay, listen, we're done. We're done. After Benjamin, that's the fourth place he goes. He's like, listen, I'm really over this. Let's just go back home. Um, they get to the land of Zuff. They literally go from A to Z. And I need you to hear me. One of the things that the enemy will try to wear you out and you have to be careful of is your persistence. 
Because sometimes the enemies that you're facing, you simply have to outlast them. Can I get everybody on every platform, whatever you're on tonight, just type this on the screen. I'll persist. I'll persist. Um, imagine if Saul in 1 Samuel 9, if he gives up after the first place, this was going to require you to go to five different locations, Saul, before you're going to get to Zuff. You're going to have to go from A to Z. From A to Z, you're going to have to persist. Listen, this is what the Bible says, things like this. Knock and keep on knocking. What am I knocking into? Until somebody opened this door. Y'all better talk to me in these comments. Ask and keep on asking until I get the answer I want. Until I get the answer I want. Some of y'all got to stop taking no. Like that's the end. Just because you said no, that does not mean, listen, you are not the only, you are not the only, uh, uh, person that has what I need. So no doesn't mean no. No just means not this way. Knock and keep on knocking. Ask and keep on asking. This is Bible. He says, knock, seek, and keep on seeking. I'm going to keep seeking it until I get what it is that I'm looking for. Somebody says, how do you become a bishop? Go to bishopforma.com. You can read all about it. All right. Here's the deal. Um, you keep going. So Saul has to go from 1 Samuel chapter 9. Saul has to go through these various places and he finally gets to the fifth place, which is called Zuff. And Zuff literally means the land of Samuel, Samuel, the man of God. Then secondly, in Hebrew, it means honeycomb. In other words, you're getting to your reward. Persistence and perseverance is always rewarded by God. Come on, y'all. Persistence and perseverance is always rewarded by God. I'll say it a third time. Persistence and perseverance is always rewarded by God. Hebrews 10.36 says, for you have need of perseverance or persistence so that after you've done the will of the Lord, then you can obtain what was promised. Um, the scripture says that God has no pleasure if we draw back. In other words, God is not into us punking out. He's into us pressing forward. What do you mean by punk out? Pulling back. He's not into that. He's not into that. He's not a God that's into punking out. He's in a God that's into us pushing forward. And I need for some of you all, when you tag somebody, if you're on TikTok, Instagram, all the Facebook pages, Twitch, can you put this on the screen and tag somebody and just tell them push? You have got to push. Well, I didn't get the, I didn't get uh, my license yet. Push. Well, I didn't get the business yet. Push. Well, I'm not in. Uh, they, they told me they weren't going to hire me. That's not the only company in the world. Push. Could it be that you were pushed out of your previous role because God wanted you to not just work a job, but be a job creator? Mm. Could it be uh, that, that God needed you out of certain circles of people? Because while you thought that you were lifting them up, in reality, they were actually pulling you down. You have got to push. Come on. I need you to tag somebody and tell them to push. I need you to, if you don't know how to tag them, put their name or their initials on the screen and tell them to push, push, right? This is the God of the Bible. This is the God of the scriptures, all right? And this requires, watch me, that's the decision. Persistence is a decision. Persistence is a decision. Persistence is a decision. I know you may get tired, but you push. I know you may get tired, and frustrated, but you push. I know you may feel wore out, but you push. I know you may feel like this isn't working. Look at me. Maybe the way you're doing it isn't working, but do not tell me that it cannot work. 
Sometimes, the, watch me, sometimes certain methods need to fail. Sometimes certain methods need to fail. And the reason that the methods need to fail is so that you can find a different method. All right? All right? Sometimes the way you're doing it is the challenge, not what you're doing that's the challenge. You got to push. You got to push. All right? Let's go further. So in this, listen carefully. In this, they go to four places. They get to the fifth place. When they get to the fifth place, it is the land of Zuff. It means honeycomb. It means a place of reward, a place of reward. I need you to speak this over these last six months, the remainder of July, August, September, October, November, December. Just say this, speak this over these last six months. I'll be rewarded. 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 Can I get a few more of you to share with you on TikTok? I'll be rewarded. I'll be rewarded. I'll be rewarded. All right. God, let's go here. Um, sometimes there is this notion, there is this belief that um, God is not into us being rewarded. And I don't know where that comes from because it's not Bible. Um, let me give you a few, several examples, well, a few examples. Let's start with Jesus, all right? Jesus, the scripture says this in um, the Gospels. The Gospel records this, that three times Jesus, and Jesus is the, the anthropos. What is that? It's a, it's a big word that simply means He's anthropos, that's man, theos, God. So he's the God-man, 100% God, 100% man. So much man you can't believe he's God, so much God you can't believe he's man. Now, check this out. What this means is that Jesus, um, in his human moments, as we all have, in his human moments, he asked Peter, James, and John to go and to pray with him because he is literally getting ready to betray, be betrayed. He's gonna go to that cross, he's gonna be beaten, he is going to be uh, hands in his nails, hands in his feet. He's going to be beat 39 times. All of that's getting ready to happen to him. Um, and he literally is in anguish. The Bible says that while he's in the garden of Gethsemane, which, by the way, in Greek, the language of our New Testament, it means blessing and pressing at the same time. So the same thing that presses me is the same thing that blesses me. The same thing that puts pressure on me. It's the same thing that pulls purpose out of me. <clears throat> you cannot have one without the other. And we live in a culture now where we want purpose with no pressure, where we want reward without, watch me, without any struggle, without any challenge. That's not the way that this works. That's not the way that this works. All right? Because I don't want to sell you something that the Bible does not promise you. A lot of people just think, oh, you know, it's just going to be easy. It's going to be tiptoeing through the tulips. Watch me. And you may have some sweatless victories, but there are going to be some victories you're going to have to press for and persevere and push and fight for. But you get the victory. I need you to prophesy over yourself. I'm victorious. I'm victorious. I'm victorious. <clears throat> Jesus, three times, y'all, we're almost done with this message preview. Three times, Jesus says, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Let's stop the presses right there. Three times, Jesus in his humanity says, I don't want to do this. I could get into the reasons, but there's no need for that tonight. Three times, he says, I don't want to do this. If I look at me, there are going to be certain things that our humanity are going to try to make us punk out of. I don't want to do this. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I don't want to make the call. I don't want to apologize. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I don't want to reach out. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I don't feel like doing this. I'm scared. Nervous. Who can wave at me if there's some things in your life where your humanity is trying to rise up like, mm -mm, don't, 
backed up. Don't do that. Don't try. Don't pray about that. Don't give towards that. Don't sow that. Don't release that. Don't do that. Can I get y'all to wave at me? Whatever platform you're on, you got some areas of your life where your humanity is like, uh, let this pass from me. 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 I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to deal with that. And here's why a lot of it happens is because we don't know what to expect. Come on, Elijah says right now. I see several hands on Instagram. Come on, TikTok, let's go. Um, listen, this is so important that you get this. Um, Jesus' humanity said, I don't want to do this. I don't, I don't. Three times, okay? And then here's what the Bible says. It, Jesus finishes the statement, nevertheless. And I need everybody in this second half of 2022 you got to have that type of attitude, a nevertheless attitude, a nevertheless attitude, a nevertheless attitude, a nevertheless, which means I'm not selling for the lesser. I'm reaching for the greater. Look at me. I already know what the lesser looks like. I already know what the lesser looks like. I'm reaching for the greater. I already know what the lesser looks like. I am reaching for greater. I already know what less looks like. I'm reaching for greater. He says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And this has to be your mentality the second half of this year. Not my will, your will be done. That's example number one. Let me give you example number two, David. Because remember, there's this notion that some people have like, God doesn't want you to be rewarded. Like everything with God is just supposed to be mean and sterile. That's not the God of the Bible where you go through hell to be rewarded with more hell. That's not the God of the Bible. David, before David fights Goliath, if you read your Bible in 1 Samuel, you will see that David literally asked, what will be done for the man who kills Goliath? They begin to list all of the benefits of what will happen for the man that kills Goliath. And once David hears the reward, David says, I'll take the risk. And what if I told you tonight with the four minutes I've got left on this message preview, that the reward is going to be worth the risk. Y'all better talk to me tonight. I need you to prophesy to yourself. Speak this over yourself. The reward will be worth the risk. David only goes to fight Goliath after he hears that the reward is going to be amazing. He doesn't just go do it because he wakes up one day and says, oh, I want to take down a giant. Oh, I'm going to do this. No, read your Bible. In 1 Samuel, he literally asks and says, what am I going to get for this? What am I going to get for this? On my TikTok right now, we've got one of the greatest uh, minds and investments and finance and all that he's watching right now. He'll testify that it's going to take a risk in order to get a reward. It's going to take a risk in order to get a reward. It is going to take a risk to get a reward. David said, if this is, I'm going to get all of that. Oh, I'm, oh it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. That's all faith is. Faith is a risk based on a spiritual conviction. Faith is a risk based on a spiritual conviction. Faith is a risk based on a spiritual conviction. Faith is a risk based on a spiritual conviction. Faith is a risk based on a spiritual conviction. All right, let's go. Jesus had to do a nevertheless. David had to do a nevertheless. All right, all right, all right. It, let's use um, let's use Moses. Let's use the children of Israel. All right, God, you want us to cross the Red Sea? You want us? You're gonna let us leave Egypt after 430 years? 
430 years of being in this comfort zone and you want us to take a step of faith? Watch me. This is uncomfortable. This is uncomfortable. This is uncomfortable. This is uncomfortable. And everybody listen to me. Everybody listen. Greater is always going to require discomfort at first until greater becomes your new comfort. Until greater becomes your new comfort. Until uncomfortable becomes your new comfortable. Until uncomfortable becomes your new comfortable. For some of you, once we get off tonight, I know it's late on the East Coast, um, but you may still want to do it. Uh, you need to change your house around. For some of you on the East Coast, or excuse me, the West Coast, California, Pacific, and Mountain, where it's only 928, some of you need to literally change your home, homes around. Why would I do that, Bishop? Why would I do that in the nighttime? Because a growth mentality isn't afraid of change. A lesser mentality is afraid of change. I'm going to leave the couch right here. I'm going to leave the table right here. I'm going to leave this right here. For those of you who follow me and you've been connected for a minute, you'll notice all this stuff behind me, is, it's been changing, stuff changes. I'm moving. I'm doing different things. Why? Because I have to keep myself in a mentality of be okay and get used to change. It's not your comfort zone. All right? Let's get back to Saul and we out of here. Saul, he literally has to leave Benjamin um, or leave his father's house. He goes four places, gets to the fifth place, which means you're going to be rewarded. And he meets a man named Samuel. Samuel invites him to one cookout. This cookout changes his life forever. And I've been walking you through that journey. But one of the things that I walked you through in the journey, and we ended with this this past weekend or this past Wednesday, is that Saul, after he becomes king, what happens? He feels like he's not good enough. He feels insecure. He feels fearful because he's like, this is this. Why are you talking to me like this? He tells Samuel, he says, he says, I'm, I'm just a, I'm just from the tribe of Benjamin. This is the smallest tribe. My family's insignificant. Why are you talking to me like this? And can I speak to everybody tonight on every single platform? Hear me. You know, it's God. When you hear it, it scares you. Y'all better talk to me. How do I know that this is God? Because it seems so much bigger than you. It seems so much bigger than what you imagine would be for you. And you got to remember, your life is not about you. So you're blessed to be a blessing. It's bigger than you. Your life is bigger than you. Who, who you're going to impact, it's bigger than just you. All right? He's like, why are you talking to me like this? I'm from the smallest tribe. Like a king, you want, I'm going to be a king? Israel had never had a king up until that point. So he was going to become the first. And I need some of you to drop that one in whatever platform you're on. Drop a one on the screen because you're going to be the first. It literally isn't going to exist until you do it. You're going to be the first. You're going to be the first. It doesn't even exist. He becomes king. After he becomes king, the Bible says there were some scoundrels. This is first Samuel. There were some scoundrels that didn't celebrate. There were some haters. And I need y'all to hear me. Come on, see, this is confirmation, uh, Lonnie. Uh, and I hope I'm not mispronouncing that. This is confirmation. Check this out. There are some haters. And, and, and come on, Rory, is about to run out of my house, brother. Come on, sir. Listen, there are some haters. You have to be okay with the fact that everybody's not going to be happy. And listen, here's what the Bible says Saul does. He ignored the scoundrels. He ignored the haters. And for some of you, listen to me. 
Your issue is that you keep wanting to invite who you need to ignore. I'll say it again. You keep wanting to invite who you need to ignore. Saul said, I'm not even going to fool with y'all. I just took over something amazing. I'm ignoring who's against me and I'm focusing on who's for me because part of focus isn't just about who you, what you look at. Part of focus is what you ignore. Then the Bible says that Saul has this great military victory. He has this great military victory because God uses one of his emotions. He gets angry and God uses his anger to make him take constructive action. And for some of you, there are certain emotions you can't shake. And the reason you can't shake the emotion is because God wants to use it to take to cause you to take action. I'll say that again. There are certain things. There are certain things that God literally you're like, I can't shake this feeling. I can't shake this emotion. You can't shake it because you can't shake God. You may be a good runner, but you can't run from God. You may you may be able to uh, a ghost other people, but you can't ghost the Holy Ghost. All right. So literally, God uses his emotion as a great military victory. And then something crazy happens. Saul, literally, the Bible says he becomes stubborn. Why does he get stubborn? Every leader, listen to me. Um, part of what makes you succeed as a leader, every entrepreneur, listen to me. Part of what makes you succeed as an entrepreneur is that there is a level of stubbornness to you. Stubbornness is a determination not to change your course of action or change your position or your attitude, even after being given good reasons to do so. Every business owner on here, you've had days where you were like, oh my God, should I just shut this whole thing down? Got it? But part of, part of what gives you success is that there's a stubborn part of you that says, but I can make it work. Come on, y'all. I can make it work. Um, there's a part of you when everybody says you can't do it. There's a part of you that's stubborn that'll say, watch, watch me do it. You got it? To everybody who people tell you, you can't get fit. You can't make X amount of dollars or whatever. There's a part of you that's stubborn that fights that. And sometimes you have to be careful because you can inadvertently become stubborn. Watch me, to a fault. That's what happened to Saul. Saul got stubborn. And when Saul got stubborn, you gotta hear me. When Saul got stubborn, Bible says that he disobeys one of God's instructions. And here's what God's issue was. God wasn't mad that he messed up. God was mad that he didn't own it. God was frustrated like, dude, just own this. Does, do I have anybody on message preview tonight that can just tell the Lord, Lord, I own my stuff. I own my mistakes. I own my failures. I own where I should have done different. But guess what? Because God is for me, that means even my mistakes work for my good. I own what I shouldn't have said, but because God is for me, he'll use everything. Come on, Romans 8, 28, for my good. God's only issue was that Saul wouldn't own it. David, if you want to compare stuff, David was a much worse. David was a whole scandal. But the Bible says he's a man after God's own heart. You know why? Because David knew how to own it. David knew how to own the stuff. David knew how to say, Lord, that's me against you. And you only have a sin. Saul never did that. Here's where we're going. I'm five minutes over. Let's wrap this preview up. Saul, his stubbornness makes him, makes the Lord say these words, that the kingdom, that the kingdom, watch me, that he was going to not allow him to maintain the kingdom. He said, you're not going to be able to maintain the kingdom. And here's what's crazy, y'all, as we wrap this up. The Lord says he was going to give it to somebody else. He was going to give it to a neighbor of yours is what the Bible says. So now guess what? 
Saul is grieving. Samuel is grieving. God is grieving. There's all of this grief going on. And if you miss Wednesday's message, please go back and watch that. How do you get it? Watch it in our app. Text the word harvest to 877-552-4746. Trying to get a few of you to type that on every platform um, so that you can check this out. You can check out Wednesday's message. And not just Wednesday's message. You can get our podcast. You get this entire series. All of our messages. We are on our podcast, our YouTube, 100% free to you because of the faithful giving of the people of Harvest. All right? Guess what? Then God says to Samuel, the man of God, all right, I'm giving you his whole, his whole situation. God says to Samuel, the man of God, hey, listen. Hey, hey, listen. Listen to this. He says this. <laughs> That's funny. Um, he says this. I'm going to send you to Jesse's house. I'm going to send you to Jesse's house. I'm going to send you to Jesse's house. Jesse was David's father. And Jesse means gift from God. Here's the deal. What do you, on the other side of grief, there are some gifts. In tomorrow's morning's message, I'm going to show you the seven gifts that God gave to Samuel after grief. What is grief? Grief is our automatic natural response to a feeling of loss. And what have I taught you? That grief can even be paradoxical. What does that mean? You can be grieving about something good. You can literally be grieving about something good. You can get a good deal and, and, and be grieving because there's, there's the phenomenon of the paradox of grief where, okay, let's say you get a new job. You can go into grief because you're losing the comfort of your previous one. Let's say you have a new child. You can go into grief because you're losing the freedoms that you had as, as an, uh, prior to that child. There are some gifts that you get that are on the other side of grief. And for any person that's grieving anything, any type of loss, any type of feeling of failure, any type of feeling like something didn't go your way. Is that anybody? Wave at me where if you've had some type of a loss in the first now seven months of this year, first seven months of this year, wave at me. If you've had any type of loss or watch me or the perception of loss, just wave at me, just wave at me. Maybe it was relationship, maybe it was a friendship or maybe it was something good. Maybe it's something this is a bishop if you only knew. Listen, all right, guess what? There's some gifts on the other side of your grief. Tomorrow morning at 9.15 a.m. Mountain Time, 11.15 a.m. Mountain Time, I'm going to show you the gifts that are on the other side of grief. Tomorrow's message is inspired by the Isley Brothers, Summer Breeze. Um, it's going to be good, y'all. That's the series we're in, Summer Songs. And you're like, how in the world is Bishop going to connect Summer Breeze and gifts? For Watch the message. Right? I promise you it's going to be amazing. 9.15, 11.15 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's 11.15, 1.15 East Coast. And for my Pacific Timers, that's uh, 8.15 and 10.15 a.m. All right? Listen, last two things I want to do. If this was a blessing to you, I do these message previews. I've been doing them for the last several months on Saturday night um, to get you ready, get you hyped about Sunday message, Sunday morning's message. Love you, sir, about Sunday morning's message. Um, if this was a blessing to you, you can sow into it. Whatever you sow... Um, and, and here's what I want you to call this seed. This will be your push seed, all right? Um, that's what you call this seed, your push seed. And if, you, if it's a blessing to you, you can be a blessing. Always be a blessing to what blesses you. How can you do that? You can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end, F-O-R-E-M-A-M -M with the number two. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that's available too. The key email for that is hello at harvestchurch.church. If you're already connected to Harvest, you can use text to give, or you can also use our um, 
our, our website to give that way too. That's at harvestchurch.church. Last thing I want to do, and you, whatever you whatever method you use to give, call this seed, name it, your push seed. Um, where does this concept of sowing the seed and naming it, where does that come from? It's all throughout the scripture, but you want to know one of the places that's most prominent in 1 Samuel chapter 9 with Saul, the guy we were just talking about, all right? What you can sow and do it that way. And um, I see the question already, what, what should you sow? Uh, whatever you sow, I want you to do this. When you think of a push, you think of nine. You think of birthing something, right? So whatever you sow, put a nine in it. You can do $90, $99, 19, 29, 39, 49, 999. You're loaded. Just make it a cool 90,000. All right. Put a nine in it, all right? Because that's what you think of when you think of pushing. Last thing I want to do. If you're on any of these platforms tonight and you are not a Christian, guess what? I got good news for you. Tonight's your night. Secondly, if you are a Christian, but you've fallen away from the Lord for whatever reason, I got good news for you. Tonight is your night to come back to the Lord. Whatever platform you're on, on the count of three, you need to become a Christian and recommit yourself to the Lord. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Mr. Foreman, I made some mistakes. Guess what? Jesus' blood, right? Just make it a cool nine million. Jesus' blood covers you. So if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself a little, or be sure, wherever you're at, on the count of three, I want you to just do that hand with emoji or say it to me. One, two, three, respond. Whatever platform you're on, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. But so what, what is the gospel? The gospel is good news. What's the good news? The good news is the bad news is wrong. The good news is that I don't care how far you feel from God, you're not too far where he cannot reach you. If you draw nigh to him, the Bible says he's going to draw nigh to you or draw close to you. That's what the word nigh means. All right. You become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure, do that hand wave emoji or say it's me wherever you're at. I'm going to count you down five seconds. We got to go. We're 11 minutes over five. I'm waiting on you. Four, waiting on you. Three, two, whatever platform you're on, whatever platform you're on, just do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. If you're not sure, go ahead and respond. Be sure that you don't get in trouble if you do it more than once. Right. I remember sometimes thinking when I was coming up, like, well, should I say, you know, Lord, I, you know, you don't get in trouble if you do it more than once. You're not going to, like, heaven's not going to send you a notice saying, we see that you've responded to the altar call more than once. No, <laughs> you're not going to get in trouble for it. One, waiting on you. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. I see your hand there. Thank you for your love for me. I confess from my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. And if I fall, give me the grace to get right back up. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, guys, I want to shoot you something. It's a, it's a message called, What Next? All right, I prayed this prayer. What am I going to do now? Text the word decision or the phone number 877-552-4746. Again, text 877 877- 552. Hey, Dubai. Good to see you, Dubai. 552-4746. All right. Listen, guys, I love you. Pray you have an amazing night. I see you tomorrow morning online. If you're in Denver, you can join us at that building. If you're in Denver, um, harvestchurch.church, you can join us there uh, online, any of our digital platforms. It's going to be amazing. All right. And guys, if you don't follow me, make sure that you follow me on whatever platform that you're on. Make sure that you click follow. Uh, so that you can stay connected and uh, and be a part of what we're doing. If you came in late to this preview, go back and watch this preview. Someone says, I saw you on the Bible app. Awesome. Um, and so make sure you go back, listen to this preview, watch this preview. Uh, let it stick with you tomorrow. 
as you uh, as you uh, as you tonight rather than as you navigate through the day. Drop the experience you're coming to in the comments. Nine eleven or both. Nine eleven or both. Or nine fifteen, eleven fifteen. But nine eleven or both. Let me know where I can look for you. Let me know where I can look for you. Nine eleven or both. Again, if this bless you, make sure that you sew. Dollar sign. Bishop Foreman number two at the end. PayPal, Venmo, Zell, give it a five. The key email is hello at harvestchurch.church. The key, um, or what, excuse me, whatever you sow tonight, put a nine in what you sow. And call this my push seed, my push seed, my push seed. All right? I see lots of both. I see lots of both. I see lots of both. All right, love you guys. Have an amazing night. To my dream team, I'll see y'all in the morning, 8 o'clock a.m. Love you. Shalom. Awesome. All right, shalom, y'all. Appreciate you. Love you. IG, can I get a few of you to put this in your story once we get off? When you share, people get saved. So I need your help so we can reach more people. All right, so can I get you to do that? Love you, love you, love you. Someone says, so, so, yeah, you're nine. Whatever you so put a nine in it. Call this your push seat. Love you. Shalom. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.